right, we're live and we're rolling, and this is The Real Venture. I'm your co-host, Peyton. And I am your co-host, Luke, and we are entering the world of business by starting a few companies of our own. So we decided to create this podcast as a platform so that we could ask other successful entrepreneurs the questions that we need answered in order to help our business grow. Every single week, we are joined by CEOs, venture capitalists, artists, co-founders, and influencers, all with one thing in common, they're young entrepreneurs. The only thing I'm gonna need you to do is hit that subscribe button below so you never miss a conversation. Every single Wednesday, Luke and I are going to be right here and we can't wait for you to join us. Okay, so today we have a little bit of a different type of episode. Uh, Peyton and I were talking about it, but we want to be able to focus up on some of the experiences that we've had in the past that we think are going to be things in the future that we either use or uh, build something out of, whatever the case may be, but very uh, impactful experiences that we've had. So um, for this first one, we're going to focus on uh, something that is very close to Peyton's heart. He spent a lot of time on it in the past and and it's played a big role in his life, Um, but uh, I'll let Peyton Peyton kind of introduced that. Yeah. So, um, you know, as, as some of you know, I played, uh, I had the opportunity to play college football, played offensive line at Purdue, uh, 2015 to 2018. Um, it was a very interesting experience. Uh, and it's definitely has shaped my uh, outlook on life and, um, you know, kind of the way, the way I go about it. And, you know, I'll, I'll get into the actual experience here, um, in a second, but kind of the, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I kind of have a, a, a dream of, of starting a, a charity or a, uh, or a nonprofit, both, um, that's kind of focused around helping college athletes transition from uh, the world of sports into the real world, because I think it's something that is really, really challenging and something that a lot of people don't understand unless they've been there. And, um, you know, it almost sounds kind of like a very spoiled problem to have, like, oh, no, you had to stop playing college sports, and now you have to go, uh, um, you know, be a normal person be a normal person, and go get a real job. Um, yeah, no, that's that, that's exactly what it is. And for a lot of us, it was, uh, it was pretty challenging. So, um, you know, coming into, uh, coming into college, you know, I, I spent my whole life playing sports. Um, it's was the most important thing to me. Missed out on a lot of other opportunities in life um, because I was so focused on sports. Uh, football, I played football, played basketball for pretty much up until my junior year. And then uh, since I played offensive line, I was so heavy that I started losing too much weight playing basketball. So I had to stop playing so I could focus on football. Um, and then I played golf and golf's like the most fun sport ever. And I'm so happy I played it, but football was my real passion. So my entire life, um, you know, kind of went through as, as Peyton, the football player, and, uh, you know, kind of started building my identity around that, um, in my area, you know, I was one of the, the, the top players. That's why I got recruited to go, uh, play in college. And, you know, everybody goes through a, a series of, of different ego checks and college definitely was one for me because I went from being the biggest, uh, you know, best player to basically being a, a nobody in college. Cause everybody else is so much older, they're stronger, they're faster. Um, it's, it's, it's a whole different it's a whole different atmosphere. I've talked about it before uh, with uh, Peter uh, when he came on our uh, came on the show last season. Um, you know, in in college, the 22 people on the field are the 22 best players ever to come from that high school, and then in the NFL, the 22 people on the field are the 22 best players ever to come out of that college. So you can kind of see that 
that cliff and that filter and that fall off. So, um, you know, you go through college and you have all these expectations that you're going to be this star and, you know, everything's going to go great and you're going to go to the NFL. Uh, as you can see right now, I'm 25 years old and I was not in the NFL and I'm <laughs> currently not in the NFL. Um, so, you know, it kind of, so obviously something had to happen. And uh, honestly, it was one of the most, um, you know, it, it's hard to like articulate, but like, I just wasn't good enough. And that was a really, really hard pill to swallow. Um, ended up actually ending my uh, career early. I could, I still have two years of eligibility left. I redshirted my freshman year, uh, but ended up stopped playing my junior year. Uh, football just wasn't the right fit for me. And when I made that decision, I, uh, I definitely struggled a little bit. Um, kind of had a little bit of an identity crisis. And because of that, uh, you know, I started, you know, dealing with some, some, you know, anxiety and, and depression around it. And that's totally normal and something that's um, understandable. And I definitely want to help decrease that stigma around it because I think we all go through it as athletes. Um, you spend your whole life crazy passionate about something uh, and you dedicate everything to it. And then it just ends one day and you don't know who you are anymore. Yeah. I mean, that has to be like uh, uh, kind of like make you feel lost a little bit, mm -hmm. right? I, I, how, so like when you were in that position, right, you were still in college, you still had classes and things like that. What, what did you do to feel like kind of like going back to normal a little bit or going to a normal, more normal life? Well, the, the honest answer is I didn't in college. I spent a whole year as, as, as a sad boy, pretty much. I mean, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't my normal, you know, outlook on life. I was, it was hard. It was hard still being on campus because I saw all of my former teammates, um, who were my current teammates, you know, just a week before, right. You know, one day I decided I was done playing and my whole life, yeah. you know, kind of changed. So it was kind of hard still being around campus, um, seeing all those guys on a daily basis. Uh, so for me, it actually took moving uh, away. You know, I, I went to college in my hometown, so it actually took me moving away, coming down here to Austin. Uh, I got a great job down here and that kind of sparked the change of, Hey, we're kind of moving on to the next chapter of life. And that was kind of my turning point um, in all of this. I kind of realized, okay, hey, I'm not the football player. And now I'm down here and I'm Peyton, the young professional. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, this is kind of what I'm going to start doing now. Yeah, no. And, and you got a master's degree too while you were at Purdue. And so I guess while you were there for, for that part of school, was it, uh, did you feel a little bit more separated from, from things or was it still all kind of right in the same spot, same people? No, it was, it was, it was, it was in the same spot, same people. Um, you know, I mean, I still, our classes were intertwined with undergrads and, you know, I just, I just saw everybody, um, which is, you know, it was a great experience because like not in, in life, you're not going to constantly be comfortable and in situations that are just perfect. Like you need to figure out how to deal with, with situations like that. And, um, you know, started to, to think about other hobbies and, and things that I was passionate about and, you know, coming down here to Austin, um, you know, found some some good external communities, a lot of great things to do, started uh, meeting a lot of new people. Um, and then, you know, one of the greatest um, experiences is I met uh, a whole bunch of uh, former athletes down here. Uh, one of my good friends, John Troll, played football at uh, UNC and went through a very similar experience. And, you know, him and I have kind of gone back and forth and, and talked about this stuff. And that's kind of where we came up with this idea to start this um, you know, this charity, this nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, let's, let's kind of dive into it a little bit. What, what do you see as like the, the input and the output of something like that? If it were fully set up, how you envision it? Yeah. I, so I, what, what I think right now is I think, 
you know, a- athletes have this ego of, of being these, you know, bulletproof people that don't, um, you know, that can do it all themselves. You know, they're the reason they got there. Nobody else, you know, I'm the grinder kind of thing. And I just think that there is a, a, a process that you need to go through in order to exit your entire life's mission into the next one. And I think if you do it wrong, a lot of bad things can happen. Sure. And, um, you know, I don't, schools are starting to realize that a little bit more and they're starting to put some resources in place. But like the gist of the whole thing is, is at one point your sports career is going to end, whether it ends in high school, which it does for most people, college, even if you play in the NFL, you're, you know, and you have a 13 year career, your football life is going to end. And then there's life after football. So this is going to happen to people no matter what at various stages. Um, And, you know, in my opinion, the further along you go, the harder it gets to separate. Mm. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of friends that, that stopped playing football in, in high school and it was really hard for them. Uh, but college was such a new, exciting thing for them. They were able to kind of transition into that. Um, I think college is the hardest drop off because you almost made it. So you're kind of bummed that your football, you know, your sports career ended and you didn't make it to the pros. So it's kind of a little bit of a double whammy. Um, and I think that, you know, a lot of people just kind of get bummed about it and, uh, you know, they don't, they don't talk to anybody. They don't, mm. they don't go through the process and it's not necessarily like talking to a, uh, like a mental health professional, which, I mean, I definitely think that you should go do, but it's, it's just like not talking to anybody about it, whether it's yeah. a, a friend, a coach, uh, a, a coworker, just like, just don't bottle that up. So I kind of want to, to, to start a program that puts the foundations in place that kind of helps you naturally slide into that new transition, whether it is a, uh, you know, like a, a medical approach to it, whether it's a spiritual approach to it, um, whatever you need to help kind of grease the wheels and, and get the skid moving in that direction comfortably um, is, is something I want to help people with. Because I know that there are a lot of people that are just like me, and I know that there will continue to be more people like that, and you know, just kind of bringing awareness and, and helping them. And it's a very niche problem, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that I could go out and every single person could benefit from, but it is a community that I was a part of, and a community that is near and dear to my heart. Definitely. And as we talk about on the Real Venture all the time, that's the those are the places that I think you find the real problems. You know, we say market research. That's some uh, market you know very well. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And, and you know, using the skills that I've learned so far through my entrepreneurial journey, um, you know, building the businesses, the podcasts, uh, the connections that we've made here, those are all things that would help advance, uh, you know, a, a foundation that that we were to start. Because those, what a lot of people don't realize is charities and NPOs, they're very successful businesses that take a business understanding to run. I mean, at the end of the day, you need money and you need to use it effectively in order to accomplish your mission and you're not trying to turn a profit. So it's a unique kind of twist on the idea of business, um, but it's a business nonetheless. And so, you know, I'm I'm very excited and passionate about some of the things that we're working on in, in our professional world, but I also want to use some of those skills, resources, and connections to help other people. Totally, totally. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people in the future will benefit from from kind of your realization of that and, and a continued commitment, I would guess, to, to building that out. But um, is there anything that you think of as like next steps, ways that you're going to continue um, approaching that as you like, 
you know, go through life. Obviously, very busy right now, and, and it's probably not a 2021 goal for you to, mm-hmm. to, to move the needle on it. But are there things that you can do over the next two, three years that, that maybe will get the foundation laid for it? Yeah, I think, um, you know, reaching out to, uh, you know, so I, I, I went to Purdue, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, staying in contact with people that are exiting Purdue and, and trying to be a resource. You know, we're kind of, I'm three years removed from, uh, from football, so I'm starting to not know the people that are leaving the uh, the system as well, obviously, like you know, when you're a year out, you know the entire team. Um, but just you know, trying to be there as a resource if anybody has any questions or concerns or you know, just uncertainty about the journey, just kind of being there for them. But then also at the same time, you know, beginning to kind of continue to talk to other people. Um, and you know, we've touched on it with founding teams. I mean, start to build kind of a founding team, a group of people that have a similar experience or a similar concern and, you know, just kind of figuring out ways that we can work together. So when 2023, 24 rolls around, um, you know, our lives are in the correct spot for it. Maybe it's something that we can start helping other people with. Totally. And I think there's probably a ton of, you know, former NFL players, former college players, whoever, um, who, who feel similarly and I think would be very excited to contribute to the cause too. So I'm sure you'd be able to pull together a, a good crew. But um, thank you, Peyton, for sharing that. That's yeah, very, no uh, very fun to hear. Um, it's my first time kind of hearing the full full details of that. But uh, we will do maybe one or two more uh, kind of this style episode um, and then move on to some other stuff. But um, yeah, keep it real, everybody. <laughs> All right, guys, Uh, if you want to continue this discussion, follow us on our social media, our Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebooks will all be in the description of this episode. Hop on there, shoot us a DM, hit us up with whatever concerns, questions, comments that you guys have. We'd love to continue building that community on there. Next, subscribe to wherever you're listening to this, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Overcast, you name it, we got it. And the only other thing I'm going to add is... As you're subscribing to those platforms, hop on there, give us rates and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, five-star ratings, and a uh, and, and a comment go a really long way. Helps us continue to to climb up the charts and you know continue to to spread this to to all corners of the world and allow us to continue to bring on great guests. We really appreciate you guys for everything, and we're excited to see you next week.